Hey, before we get started, I've got a special offer for you. It's not what you think. I'm going to do one email for you, a newsletter for you, absolutely free, and it includes a 20-minute phone call with me free. I'll create that email. I'll send it to you. I'll even upload it to your email system if you want. What you need to do is to go to my website and click the Contact Ken button and let me know that you'd like to take advantage of this and I'll send you details. Okay, let's get on with today's podcast. Are you ready to make more money, a lot more money? Welcome to the Everything Email Podcast with Ken Countess. Ken is a world-renowned email marketing expert. He'll help you 10x your business with email strategies that generate more sales, a lot more sales. And now, here's Ken Countess. Hi, it's Ken Countess, and welcome to this episode of the Everything Email Podcast. And this is a really special one. We've got Carl Panto with us. Uh, Carl is the CEO of Squash and Stretch Productions. That's a really interesting name. It definitely caught my ear and eye. And Carl and I met uh, a couple of months ago on a, uh, on a webinar that was hosted by someone we both know in common. And I was really intrigued with Carl and his story, and I invited him to talk about Squatch and Stretch, and then we'll talk about how Carl uses email marketing to help his business. So, Carl, welcome to the Everything Email Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted. I'm just delighted that you're here. So uh, why don't you tell everybody, what is it, uh, let's start with, what is it that even inspired you to start Squash and Stretch Productions? Go ahead. Sure. So I have a story about why I started my company that informs the how and the what. So um, I've been an artist my entire life. I grew up drawing, painting, sculpting, big Legos kid. And I got my passion for storytelling from my dad. He's a really good storyteller. And I knew I wanted to study animation when I saw the first Toy Story film. I was like, ooh, that, I got to do that. That's so cool. (laughs) And then beginning in 2002, I started to feel like something wasn't quite right with me physically. I've been a competitive swimmer my whole life, so I knew what I was supposed to feel like. And it wasn't like, oh, my shoulder kind of hurts, like a general blah feeling. But by August, they still hadn't figured out what was wrong with me. And I had lost 50 pounds, did sunken cheeks and eyes. I was really pale, started to get really bad headaches. So my parents took me for an MRI up in Walnut Creek, and we were waiting for another appointment when my pediatrician called and said he's going to drive up from Pleasanton to come talk with us. And we saw him walking up with this big envelope in his hands. You could tell he'd been crying, and he brought us into a little side meeting room. I remember I was sitting knee to knee with him in this big U-shaped chair with really high armrests, kind of leaning forward towards him, when he pulled out the results of the MRI and showed me I had two brain tumors. Oh, my gosh. And it felt like I got punched in the chest. I actually moved backwards in my chair. And for the next two weeks, everything sounded like the adults from Peanuts, kind of wah, 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 because never had the flu, never broken any major bones, never been stung by a bee. I'm pretty sure I've never been bitten by a mosquito. So to get brain tumor diagnosis at 15 years old, it was a complete sucker punch out of nowhere. But I got so much help from friends and family, and my high school adjusted my schedule and got me a tutor so I could still graduate on time. And... People I barely knew were giving food and gifts and other supports really inspired me to want to give back and help as many people as I could because I'd probably be dead. It wasn't for all the help that I got. And then in undergraduate school, as I was studying animation, there was a big student digital art and design competition I participated in with a big screening at the end of like a thousand people in this big auditorium. I knew maybe 10 people in the room. 
But when everyone laughed at the joke of my animation, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I can connect with people and have a bigger impact with animation and storytelling. So after grad school, I started my company and we tell exceptional stories for exceptional impact, helping tech, biotech, healthcare, and professional services companies attract more of their best clients and employees using storytelling and animation. No matter whether business is B2C or B2B or B2G, they're all really H to H, which is human to human, and humans tell stories. So I'm helping the sort of people more, more so sort of companies, more people in the world to get their lives improved, their clients' businesses better. We get a happy client, everyone wins. It's a way for me to have a bigger positive impact on the world around me, and that's why I do what I do. That is so great and so inspiring. Thanks. So inspiring. Tell, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about your business. I mean, is it audio, video, both, written? So it's really the crux of it is around storytelling and helping people tell better stories. Unfortunately, there's just a huge lack of connection and empathy in the world. And actually, kind of my if I could snap my fingers and make everyone in the world as empathetic as humanly possible, but casting that sort of magical spell would kill me. I'd still do it because if people are more empathetic and we're able to connect more than things like war and political divides and, and inequality and, and like the social and racial like levels, it'll just be gone and, and bigger problems like climate change and cancer and Alzheimer's would be a lot easier to solve people to work together and more, work more closely to, towards those goals. But since magic isn't real, I'll use stories instead. So I'm really all about helping people connect with each other on a human to human level using those stories and building empathy, um, because I think that's one of the underlying uh, epidemics in, in the country and the world is the lack of empathy. And so the more, the more of that that we can share, and, and it's a skill people can learn and, and grow. And so helping people do that by teaching them how to tell their, their story and listen to other people's stories is the sort of impact I'm looking to have on the world. That's so great to hear, uh, because for me as a marketer, and I know you're essentially also in the marketing business, although we approach it maybe a little bit differently, mm -hmm. marketing is about storytelling. It's about building relationships. And I love that you talk about it as H2H. I'm not sure that I've heard that before, uh, but that, uh, that, that says a lot. Uh, so tell me a, a little bit more about the business. What, what are the kinds of resources, certainly your personal experiences have helped you along the way. What else would you consider things that have helped you along the way in building your business? Well, it helps to you know, be able to focus on a specific target niche because we'll really get to know them well. Because if you try and do too wide of a net, obviously your marketing is going to be ineffective. And so um I've had to work on uh, getting my niche targeted down to those specific sort of industries that I really, I really want to imp impact and work with and that have the biggest uh, need for what I'm offering because a lot of times people are really like specialists in their field, like engineers and, and uh, like scientists and stuff. They're really good at speaking their own language, not really good at communicating to other people uh, and really when they're trying to get clients or investors or employees, that sort of stuff. They need to be able to explain the value of what they're offering in a way that other people will understand. And so I'm, I'm good at helping other people uh, reframe the way they look at their own marketing messaging and uh, create content that helps them really connect with their ideal clients or their best clients on that emotional level because we make decisions using emotion and so if your most marketing messaging that you see out there is um, 
ineffective because it can it's too logical too focused on what the company is doing and not the results or the experience and, or why the company is doing what they're doing that's great uh you know having worked for a couple of engineering oriented companies i totally get what you're talking about because so often the engineering teams were so talented but uh, we had to as marketing people convert their brilliant ideas into things that people would understand. I mean, this is a solution to a problem you may be facing, or maybe they don't have a problem that they're aware of, but but this is a tool that can solve their issue. So uh, I, I, I totally get it. I think where we tended to find the greatest success was uh, taking a product that was so technically oriented and I hate to use the term dumbing it down, but that basically what we were doing was interpreting what they've developed into something that people could actually use and live a better life with or uh, get get their business, their own business growing using those products. Well, tell me a little bit, Carl, and I, I'm talking with Carl Panto of Squash and Stretch Productions. Tell me how you're using email marketing in your business, Carl. Well, mainly I've been using I'm doing email, uh, weekly uh, newsletter for my to my mailing list, and I offer usually some advice on storytelling and how to use it to engage uh, potential clients or engage employees, and really this a lot of that uh, basic fundam- fundamentals of uh, empathy building and storytelling that a lot of people kind of are might be aware of, but don't really know how to apply to their business. And so it's, it's about helping them um, really build awareness about uh, and get a little bit further below the surface of um, what they need to do to apply these things in their business. That's perfect. What, what do you think? How do you think email marketing has helped your business? Well, I think it helps people understand more about what I'm doing and the kind of the value that I provide, especially the like, people I've, I've known through, networking and stuff they go they i've gotten some feedback from them to oh my gosh this is super helpful i i was really like found this particular uh newsletter really uh inspiring and and enlightening so it's always fun to hear those sorts of uh responses from people on the mailing list yeah for sure what what um tell, tell us uh, something interesting about yourself that most people don't know i really like to to travel uh-huh. Um, the one thing that I, part about like the, what I love about the uh, that is the storytelling and really getting to know people and like cultures and see how they do things. So it's being able to see not just like travel as like a tourist, but really like seeing kind of the off the beaten path, the less touristy areas of locations I travel to because it's it's cool to see how kind of the daily stories of uh, people that live around other places in the world because it really helps you understand that the way that we do things or you do things in 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 your own life that you think are like normal and or correct or really just one way of doing something and that there's likely a lot other variations that could even be more effective than you realize, but you just aren't aware of them. You're not used to them because it's just not the, the way you were taught to or not the habit you've built. So really like being able to travel and see uh, those sorts of experiences and, um, and, just how life is, what's life like on other parts of the planet. Cause then, and also it helps really show that we really aren't that different when it comes down to things. There's all these things we think of that divide us are really superficial and uh, trivial in the grand scheme of things. And so it's, it's what really helped me 
um, realize that I, I want to do what I'm doing now, which is to help people come together and, and empathize with other people that are, especially those that are not just already in their own kind of tribe, not their own uh, like familiar uh, group so that um, there's less division in the world. I'm talking with Carl Ponto of Squash and Stretch Productions. And uh, we're talking on Zoom. You're obviously on this podcast listening to the audio portion. The background that Carl has, I, I love it. It says he's the story maker with exceptional stories for exceptional impact. And then it says, ask me about story coaching. Well, Carl, you've been in business for a long time. What one piece of advice would you give someone who's wanting to grow their business? Sure. So one of the, the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make and business owners make when they're um, trying to promote themselves and really differentiate their businesses from the competition is they talk way too much about what they do. Um, and, they, and they talk about themselves way too much, or at least like what their, their company does way too much. Um, and because the kind of blunt truth is that your clients don't really care about that. What they care about is why you do what you do, how you go about doing it, basically what what they'll experience working with you and the results of what you do, um, the impact your business has on their lives. And so the more companies can, the more your business can focus your messaging towards those topics, answering those uh, questions that your, your prospective clients really care about, the more effective your marketing is going to be and the more engaging your messaging is, messaging is going to be and it's more it's going to stand out from all the other noise out there because um, it's just not what most people are doing. And so if you think about the biggest uh, like brands in the world, um, like your Apples, your Nikes, your Coca-Colas, those sorts of companies, the marketing doesn't talk about what they are selling. Their marketing is all about the emotions, the experience, the results of what they're offering and, and the mission usually behind their um, company for for example, Nike is all about uh, their whole mission is, is supporting uh, women athletes. Actually, they went from like being an un unknown company to the massively successful uh, international brand. They started that with the campaign, the um, "If You Let Me Play" campaign back in like seventies, like eighties, something like that, where it's all about just helping why girls should be play sports. And the, they didn't even say Nike on the ad; it just had their swoosh logo. But everything else was about the impact and the emotion about why why this cause is important and they attach their brand to that. And even today, if you look at their ads, there was a, some ads from the recent Olympics. Um, that was a super powerful, um, and it tells, they told a story with six, six words um, on the, this, over this picture of um, the Olympic, um, I'm blank on her name, but the, the fencer, she was like, she just won and she was celebrating. And it said, uh, the, the six words would be the hero you never had. And so just those six words tell such an amazing, emotionally gripping story about the aimed at right exactly their target audiences, which are female athletes, people who don't feel unsupported and have big dreams and wanted to want to be uh, make a difference. And um, that sort of messaging is what really is what makes Nike so successful. It's not necessarily the the quality of the shoes or um, the like actually what they're selling or like any of the products. It's all about that um, emotional brand messaging that draws people in because 
that's how our brains work and that's what we're, we, we uh, resonate with. So, um, so a lot of things I help people with with my clients are helping them develop those same sorts of messages for their own businesses. You might think they have their branding set up because they have their logo and their website and all their uh, like letterheads and stuff, but that's not really your brand. Your brand is the, your people's emotional relationship with your company. And so the more you can get your messaging to connect with people on that emotional level, the more powerful your brand will be. Carl, you have been just so engaging. I, I, it's just a joy to listen to what you have to share. What's one thing I should have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask you? Great question. So a lot of times people have, aren't sure where to start when they're trying to refresh their brand messaging. And so uh, if people are looking for a good starting point, I highly recommend people check out their, their mission statement, their vision statement, and their the values for their company. Usually it's something that people... Uh, created when they were creating their, like the business plan, then they don't really ever revisit it. They don't really actually use it in their marketing messaging. It's just kind of this thing that sits there. And so if people, if you look at your mission or vision statement and it basically just is a description of what your company does or it uh, is just talking about kind of the, the client you're looking to, to work with. If it's really focused on that, what your company does uh, thing, then that's a great place to refresh that and really start from there because that can be the foundation for um, all your marketing messaging, all your kind of brand decision-making when it comes to what your company is going to be doing and who you're going to be hiring, what sort of products and services you're going to be offering. If, it, if you have that guiding star, which of your mission and vision, then it makes everything else about um, operating and growing your business way easier. Uh, so if, if people are wondering where they can start on uh, improving their their brand messaging, starting with that mission vision is a, is a great place. Fantastic advice. I've been talking with Carl Ponto of Squash and Stretch Productions. Carl, where can our listeners connect with you online? Sure. So um, you can visit my website at uh, www.squashandstretch.net, or I'll put a, uh, give you a link. They can book a, uh, what's called a story optimization session with me, where uh, I'll, look at their, their website and I go talk with them about where there's room for improvement on their marketing messaging and their storytelling that, for what they're already um, implementing on their, their marketing website. So um, that's a good uh, first step to see if people want some more help on getting their storytelling to be optimized and attracting more of their best clients. And that's squashandstretch.net. Is that yes. right? All right. Awesome. Hey, I've been talking with Carl Ponto of Squash and Stretch Productions, and uh, this is the Everything Email Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Everything Email Podcast with Ken Countess. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it. Be sure to visit kenisemail.com to sign up for Ken's mailing list. You'll get great marketing tips every week in your inbox. Have questions? Send Ken an email. It's ken at kenisemail.com. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Every week you get great tips on how to use email marketing in a way that makes you more money. With an ROI of 36 to 1, if you're not yet using email, you really should be. Learn more at my website at kenisemail.com. And if you'd like to learn how to work together, go to kenisemail.com slash packages. kenisemail.com slash packages. We'll see you next week.